0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition. We have a very special show for you today. Today's show is an extract of a talk I gave at a thought leadership conference in Toronto. And on today's show, I'm going through the thought process and the mechanics that go into producing a daily podcast. We live in a very noisy world. Even in this room right now, wherever you're sitting, if you look around, you're being bombarded with advertising and you don't even see it. You tune it out. You have to. It's a matter of survival. When you're walking down the street, you can't go, oh, a Toyota. Oh, my goodness, a Mercedes. You drive yourself crazy, right? It makes no sense. You're being bombarded all the time, and you tune it all out. So this is you walking around with blinders on. Yeah, you're walking around with blinders on. And yet everybody's trying to do the same thing, trying to get your attention one way or another. It's called interruption marketing. Put up your hand if you like to be interrupted. That's good. No hands went up. As I was finished recording last night's show, I went across the street to the convenience store because I was a little bit hungry and a homeless man tried to interrupt me on the street. He wasn't successful. That was interruption marketing. doesn't matter what the source is. Nobody wants to be interrupted. So interruption marketing simply doesn't work. What I do believe does work in today's environment, there's two types of marketing that I think work. Number one is educational marketing. People are willing to be educated. The second form of marketing that works a little bit of buzz marketing but not too much if you do too much of it it becomes this narcissistic kim kardashian look at me sort of thing and that doesn't work but you can generate a little bit of buzz a little bit of excitement within a larger context of educational marketing because people are willing to be educated but you can't push it on them they've got to want it you have to be attractive to your audience you're not pushing yourself on them the most precious commodity is not money. Everyone's most precious commodity is time. And as I was designing this show two years ago, I was asking a very simple question. What is going to make this show attractive? Why would somebody listen to this show? There's a lot of great shows out there. If you look at most shows today, they're weekly for the most part. They're pretty long. There's a lot of great established shows out there. There's the real estate guys that have been doing it for 22 years, uh, there's the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki, him and his wife Kim have a great show. I've been a guest on their show, which was awesome. There's just a lot of great shows, and that's just in the real estate space. So I'm asking myself the question, if someone's going to listen to me and they already subscribe to shows, who am I going to kick out? Am I going to kick out Oprah? Am I going to kick out Tim Ferriss? Like, who am I going to displace? I'm just trying to be really, really honest with myself. Who am I going to displace? So the idea was to design a show that would compete without competing. So today, I've designed a show that is seven days a week, I've done 738 episodes without skipping a beat. It doesn't matter where in the world I am. I could be on a sailboat off the coast of France. I will find a, sail- I will find a cellular data connection to make sure that the show comes out on time. It doesn't matter where in the world I am. The weekday shows are like the one we just recorded, five minutes, just me. The weekend shows are interviews, 10 to 15 minutes. Again, the focus is on keeping it on that morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. Audience is clear, not rookie investors. We're talking more advanced investors. They might have between five and 50 units and they aspire to get to 500 or 5,000. I can help them with that. One of my pet peeves, I can't stand long intro music it just drives me crazy. You listen to 30 seconds. Okay, come on, get on with it. So many of the shows, five minutes of advertising before you even get to the show. I'm conditioned now. I'll get on the Tim Ferriss show. I'll go click, 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 click to the five minute mark, and then I'll start listening. It's just a waste of time. I've heard the Peloton ad a few times now. I know what it's going to say. Today in the United States, there's 85 million listeners on average, they subscribe to six shows and they listen to five because that's all they have time for. So if I'm going to be on that list of six, who am I going to displace? Or how can I get on their list in a way that doesn't compete directly? Now, the feedback I've got from my listeners is they are actually listening to my show ahead of some of the more established shows because they can commit to five minutes. They don't know if they can commit to 45 minutes or an hour. So they're listening to my show first. Sometimes they'll binge listen five or six shows in the car. And I see that in the download metrics. I'll show you the download metrics in a few minutes and you'll see that as well because it's not a uniform uh, download pattern day by day. I'm a stickler for audio quality. I have an engineering background. Shows that don't deliver good audio quality I can't listen to. And I believe that most other people can't listen to them either. That's why I invest in good quality gear. Now, this isn't a particularly expensive microphone. This is an ATR2100 microphone. I bought it for 65 bucks in New York City. It's not a very expensive mic. I could get an $800 mic and sound a little bit better, but this is a very decent mic. This is one of my traveling recording setups that I have here on stage. I have an even smaller digital recorder that clips onto the edge of the microphone, and I can literally just be holding a mic stick and hold an interview with somebody at a conference without any other equipment. And it's a very, very lightweight thing with comparable audio quality. I've I've done that from the boat, literally without recording setup. And people cannot tell, unless they hear the seagulls in the background, they can't tell where I am. I start talking at the two second mark of every single show. So there will be two seconds of music and then welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, right there, boom, every time. And that's by design. So it's all about delivering an experience. So you only need to listen to a couple of seconds of of the intro music to know that, oh, this is the show. It's just gotta trigger that memory and that's all it needs to do. I learned this from other people that are in radio. If you listen to, for example, as it happened, CBC radio, you can picture that music right away. You can visualize it and you'll notice very quickly how, how soon they start talking over top of the music. Having great guests is super important. I've had uh, Robert Kiyosaki three, four times on the show, his wife, Kim. I've had uh, Seth Mosley, a a Grammy award-winning musician and producer. He's produced over 700 songs. Uh, Dr. Doug Duncan, chief economist for Fannie Mae. Uh, You just want really great guests. Uh, George Ross, uh, Nikki mentioned George. Uh, George worked for Mr. Trump for 47 years as his right-hand man. Uh, he's the individual that I personally consider responsible for much of the success of the Trump organization. He was the guy behind the scenes that made a lot of the uh, things happen, including rescuing Donald out of near catastrophe in Atlantic City. Uh, that was that was all George. So it's it it's a, really important to get great guests. And the other thing that happens is in the world of podcasting. of podcasts never get past episode number eight. Most podcasts are weekly, but if you want your audience to consider that you are serious, and I mean really serious about being a podcaster, I would suggest a daily show is something to consider. And I say that knowing full well how difficult that is. There's some nights, if I'm traveling, my wife will be asleep in bed in the hotel room, and I'm in the bathroom at two in the morning recording a show because I will not miss a show no matter what. I'll do what it takes to deliver that show. Doesn't matter what's happening. Put up your hand if you're familiar with Seth Godin, the author. He's written 18 books. He has a daily blog, and he's written over 7,000 blog entries in his blog. This is one from a couple of weeks ago, and I'll read it to you because it's very insightful. The imprecision of the word M. You could say, I'm 41 years old. That's a very different statement than saying, I am vegan. In the first case, there's not a lot that you can do about your am, that is your age. It's an accurate description of a state of affairs over which you have no control. In the second, it simply describes a choice. Anyone who wants to eat a certain way instantly becomes a vegan for as long as they've made that choice. The am that we think of as permanent identity might actually be a choice repeated again and again. Why am I telling you this? Seth Godin breaks all the rules of blogging. If you listen to the experts on blogging, guys like Michael Hyatt, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, he'll tell you that a blog should be 450 words. It should have this keyword density in order to get SEO and all of the rest. Seth Godin says, no, I'm simply gonna deliver one idea and one idea only. And if that takes half a page, it's half a page. And if it's three sentences, it's three sentences and I'm going to get one idea across because you're only going to remember one, not six. You're only going to remember one idea. So just deliver one idea. And that is central to my show as well. Deliver one idea because you're not going to remember six. So in five minutes, I get one idea across. It's that simple. Don't overcomplicate it. I'm going to show you. Would you like to see behind the scenes how a show gets loaded? So I use a platform called Anchor. And what you're seeing here is basically me uploading the MP3 file and it uploads pretty quick. I sped it up a little bit so it's not too boring. And then I take the script from the show and I actually cut and paste that into the show notes. So one of the advantages that I get from scripting the show is I also get the show notes for free. And those show notes, of course, are searchable. So when someone is searching either on my website or searching in Google, you can perform SEO on that. and now. The content, this is machine readable. You're not waiting for Google to try and decipher my voice. The entire text is there in the show notes. Maybe not 100%, but enough of it that they get the essence of the show. And that's it. That's how you upload and produce a show. Now, I'm using a a platform called Anchor. They were recently purchased by Spotify. And it automatically pushes from this platform onto 20 other platforms, including Apple, iTunes, iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, the list goes on and on. I also publish to YouTube. So I have a lot of metrics and can tell you where I'm getting listeners from. I'm in 139 countries. I get 82% of my listeners from the United States. I get about 74% of my listeners from the Apple iOS platform, and the rest from the rest of the universe, whether it's desktop PCs or Android. So for some reason, Android users no disrespect, are a little bit further behind the times when it comes to podcasting. This is the graph of downloads since the beginning of time. And as you can see, I've sort of plateaued at various points in time. So the question becomes, how do you grow listenership? It fluctuates on the weekend, usually the Saturday and Sunday are a little bit slower. And then it usually catches up on Monday, Tuesday, usually at the beginning of the week. Now, most of the promotion of the show happens through live events, believe it or not. I get known by speaking on stages. I get known by going on other people's podcasts. You notice in August of last year, there was a big jump. I was on somebody's show with a lot of listeners. And so then after that show, they came over and came over to my show. And that's happened a few times, getting on the Rich Dad radio show, getting on the Real Estate Guys radio show, and so on. So getting exposure, getting that publicity is a also a way of attracting listeners. But when you are in someone's ear every day, seven days a week, they feel like they know you because they hear you every single day. I'll go I'll go to a conference and people will walk up to me and I have some, I mean, folks that have listened to every single episode since the beginning of time and they will start, oh, on such and such an episode, you said this. And then they'll ask me a question. I'm going, oh, shit what do I do now? (laughs) Because I don't even remember the episode necessarily, but they know me and I have no idea who they are. But still, it's a good platform from which to develop a relationship. From that relationship, I get people making unsolicited offers to invest in my projects. And I'm not talking $5,000 investments. I'm talking six and seven, seven figure investments. I get people calling me up unsolicited. Would you coach me? That's how you develop thought leadership. Not there, out there selling anything. I'm simply providing education. I'm answering questions. I'm providing a perspective. I'm documenting what is happening in our business. So if I've got a dispute with a contractor, I'll document that. It's a story. When you're producing a daily show, you have a, a dilemma, let's say, because you want to come up with something fresh every day. Now, you need a certain amount of repetition to reinforce an idea, but not so much repetition that it becomes boring. So how do you do that? One way is to wrap it in stories. When you wrap it in stories, now it starts to sound fresh because you're listening to the same message but packaged in the context of something that's very specific. And we all like to listen and learn through stories. It's part of our, part of being human. So feedback from the listeners. They love that it's five minutes. They love the quality. A lot of them tell me, Victor, if I'm listening to your show, I can't be doing something else. Otherwise, I'll miss something. I'll have to go listen to it two or three times because it is just that packed with context. But I will give you my five minutes of undivided attention, which is awesome. I love it when that happens. And so that's the podcast. And that, boys and girls, is how you put together a daily show, seven days a week. If you have your own desires to produce your own show or perhaps be a guest on a podcast, feel free to reach out to me and ask any questions. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.